Hi, my name is Elena Jeffries. And I'm Lily Schmidt. Welcome Welcome to the Fourth Lead Podcast. Today we have some pretty interesting segments. First up, we have a segment called Talk to the Tune by Charlie Adam. Okay, Bingo. I'll tell them. Good luck. I think. Hello, everyone. Charlie here, and welcome back to Talk to the Tune. And what a show was going to happen today in the podcast. Let me just tell you, you know, any animal is your best friend. Well, the first one, with a white, they are cute bunnies, and they're from Nick Jr. Cartoons. Please welcome Max and Ruby. Hi, people. How are you having a lovely night? Hello. So, you're the two bunnies I like to hear about. I love the people who remembered the show. Well, of course, because of planting flowers, piano lessons, and making friends and house with Max, my little bird. Well, he gets into trouble making messes, goofing around. Sometimes I like the mouth. Me love big sister. How's that if you triggered two of you? Well, last thing, the show was finished in 2009, so we left the and look at something new for us. Well, we may have a family, but no matter, no farce. Just kids. Max feels bad about it. Well, sorry about your show, but can people still watch it on Paramount Plus? Well, that sounds great. Well, thank you. And we'll go back home now. Come on, Max. Bye, guys. Well, those two great rabbits. Let's move on to the next one. Bluey, give a warm welcome, everyone. Oh, so many people. I know people. Come. Hello. So, Bluey, uh, how did your own get a star tune so fast? Or was it thinking about you're a wolf? Or they love you so much? Well, it never knows. Sitting on Star Wars, on marbles, I was a new preschool cartoon and a lovable puppy. I have that. Sorry, that's her. Anyways, people love to send something because my when I was that. it's way better than Peppa Pig. Oh, shit, I'm Yes? Well, what a surprise. It's Pepper Pig! <laughs> Let's fight! Uh oh.
sweet pepper pictures. Um, well, what <laughs> shows or what color your neck gets? <laughs> no, no, the cute funny. <laughs> Ooh. Wow, this is the people come here and listen here? And why people podcast everything? Well, since people listen on radio, but in the future, people make their own podcasts. Um, good point. But yours, yours so, is so nice. It's nice to be all healing. In the show, I'm happy seeing the PS Bunny. I don't know, it's my PS Push, but I like everything. Well, PBS has news for you, so people like to say. Well, first off, Kaya retired. After 20 years, Kaya retired. <laughs> After many playtimes. I hate that guy! Road! And. Yard. When it's dinosaur drink on a new movie, it's called Adventure Island. And what's so info of that movie? Well, let me tell you everything. And everything's gone crystal clear. Get it? The parallel family takes on the dinosaur train to Adventure Island, a new theme park. On Volcano Island, the conductor, Arch, Thunders, in charge. He probably shows off his amazing robot dinosaur. When an earthquake caused the pressure to get too high, the malfunction robot goes rogue. It's up to Buddy and his siblings to navigate across the island and reunite his parents. And how kids learn for a the tune support? People might find dinosaur bones and put them on display in a museum. And people love the love for rights. And some people. Oh my, be afraid dinosaur. Wow. And we're out of time. <laughs> oh yes. That's one thing. Bye South Bend. So bye. And now uh, get ready for the last one. It's Crush. I'm uh, just gonna have to learn. Home now. Never forget it shows over. The second segment, we got to look into the life of Katherine Hoffman and her journey into being a journalist. Hello, this is Lily Schmidt. I'm interviewing Katherine Hoffman, who is a reporter for Kansas City PBS and their digital magazine, Flatland. She's been working there for about a year and a half, and she interned there for a summer. I do have a couple of questions for you, one we're going to start with. I heard you are from Dallas. Did you only live there before you moved here or have you lived in a lot of different places? Yeah, so I was born and raised in Dallas, technically a suburb like 20 minutes north of Dallas called Plano. Mm -hmm. Um, But my mom is, she's an army brat. So she was born in Germany, but she ended up in Kansas City. Okay. And so that's my mom's side of the family is in Kansas City. And then my dad is from St. Louis. Um, So they met at the University of Missouri. My dad played football there. My mom went to Stevens College right next door. Mm -hmm. Mizzou is a big family school for me. It's where my extended family is, but we just moved to Dallas before I was born for my dad's Mm -hmm. job. So I've been in between Texas and Missouri. So nowhere else. It was just those two states. Yeah, just those two. I know that your parents own their own production company. 
did they write their own stories and publish them or did they have some people to help them write their own stories uh so they did video production um they produced a show called an evening of stars so there's Mm -hmm. this nonprofit called the united negro college fund duncf Mm -hmm. And every year they would have a really big show hosted by different celebrities in California every year to raise money for the year for the nonprofit. And my parents produced that show. And my mom actually used to be a journalist as well. Mm -hmm. She was an anchor. And so I grew up around that production environment, always just thought it was the coolest thing in the world, seeing like the cameras and the lights. And when my parents would let me be a production assistant for them Mm -hmm. on set, it was just like my favorite thing ever. So I grew up around that. And I guess that's why I do it now. So that was kind of your biggest impact on why you wanted to do it now? Yeah, I would say that, yeah. Did you have any more, like, I guess, inspirations on why you wanted to do it? Or was it just kind of all based around your family? Uh, A lot of it was based on my family. And then part of it was, um, so I'm really passionate about documentary. That's Mm -hmm. what I majored in. And when I was in high school, I started learning, I don't know, I think I just started becoming a lot more aware of the world around me. I started becoming a lot more aware of social justice and race relations and getting really passionate about all of these things. Mm -hmm. And a big part of it was I realized I loved education. And so when I was in high school, documentaries started making a really big comeback. Mm -hmm. And so all of those things kind of combined. I loved production. I loved social justice. I loved education. I loved film. Mm -hmm. And all of those kind of just converged in the format of documentary and I realized it was perfect for me so Mm -hmm. all those factors did you work at any other company before (laughs) Flatland and PBS or was that your first job so I interned at my local church doing video production Mm -hmm. when I was in college and Mm -hmm. I learned so much there and I learned a lot of video skills and then also the way that Mizzou teaches, it's mm-hmm. something called the Missouri Method, which is basically learning by doing. And so even though I only had those two internships in that one job, because of the way that the journalism school works, you're constantly doing, mm-hmm. it felt like I had another job. But yeah. Those were my main ones. I skimmed over all of your stories on Flatland and you have around 40. Do you have a personal favor or one that you really enjoyed writing? It does not feel like I've written 40 stories. <laughs> it's kind of funny to hear. One of my favorites that I've done recently, especially, is a story called Honoring Minority Veterans a Century Later. So it's a story about how Park University, just you know, just around the corner in Parkville, has a task force of just about three people, and they are performing the world's first federally mandated systematic review mm-hmm. of World War One. Mm-hmm. And so all that means is that they are the first ones to be going through all these World War One records. And their job is to find minority veterans who performed acts of valor Mm -hmm. and should have received a medal of honor, but didn't because of discrimination on their race or religion. So that one was really, really cool for a lot of reasons. One, my grandpa is a veteran, and he talked about sometimes not receiving the recognition that he deserved because of his race. And, you know, when Vietnam vets came back in the U.S., they were just treated horribly. And right. so it was, it was definitely a personal story to me, um, minority veterans not, not getting the honor that they deserved. And I had the privilege to speak to one of the veterans' daughters and hear her talk about her dad um, and the amazing things that he did on the battlefield to save other people. Him specifically, mm-hmm. he was in this battle called Battle of the Argonne Forest, Mm -hmm. and he ran through really heavy machine gun fire several times to go rescue fellow soldiers and bring them back to safety, putting his own life at risk Mm -hmm. in heavy machine gun fire. And so it was just a real privilege to get to read 
and hear about the stories of these men who risked their lives for a country that frankly would not do the same for them. And so, yeah, that was a really impactful story for me. That was one of my favorites. What do you think was the worst experience when you interviewed someone? Ooh, (laughs) let me think. One of the first things that comes to mind that you have to get over really quickly when you're a journalist is people are going to sometimes think that you're stupid and Mm -hmm. sometimes call you stupid to your face mid-interview because your job as a journalist is to get sometimes the simple answers to get the facts, get the basics, Mm -hmm. and be able to relay that to people. And so you have to be comfortable asking quote-unquote dumb questions to people for the sake of the story. Um, And sometimes sources will say, well, why did you ask me that? That's stupid. Why would you say that? And you just have to sit there and be like, well, can you answer it? And just take it. You can't really say anything back. So that's never a super positive experience. But again, you get over it pretty quickly. It's part of the job. Honestly, that's so hard to answer because I feel like my stories are general. I, I generally have good experiences because a lot of my work is covering marginalized communities in Kansas City that are thankful someone's paying attention to them and their issues. Yeah. And so I don't have a lot of negative experiences in that in- way, which, by the way, always surprises me because one of the very first things I learned in journalism was to never act like the savior, never act like, you know, you're doing somebody some grand favor by coming in and talking mm-hmm. to them and writing about them and because that can be a big issue in journalism. So I very much go into every story saying like, you're doing me a favor by like sitting down with me and talking. So like, thank you for that. But yeah, my experience is usually pretty positive because a lot of people that I talk to are are thankful someone's paying attention. That's good that the, you haven't had awful experiences. I totally get the beginning of the interview, the stupid questions. (laughs) What is one of the most difficult jobs of being a publicist aside from those interviews? Mm -hmm. And being a journalist? Yeah. There's so many difficult parts. The first thing that comes to mind when I think about, you know, what's hard about being a journalist is it's really easy to form an emotional attachment sometimes to the people that you're covering, the subjects that you're covering. And you can get this kind of feeling of helplessness or despair when your job is to cover sometimes the worst parts of society in great detail. You can just get so bogged down um a really big issue with journalists is secondary trauma because when you think about therapists like you know the saying like a therapist needs a therapist because they're intaking trauma from other people all day being a journalist is really similar well I won't say you're not helping anybody you're not you know giving direct advice trying to intervene in someone's life you just sit there and ask them questions and intake their trauma and that can really do a number on your on your mind and so that's one really difficult part it, it can be hard to listen to the worst parts of life all day. Another difficult part of journalism, and I don't want people to listen to this and be like, oh man, being a journalist sucks. Because I, I love it. I would not trade it for anything. But there are, you know, like any job. Another difficult part of journalism is it's the kind of industry where you're expected to pay your dues and cut your teeth, where, you know, the first several years, you it's just a real grind sometimes and there's kind of an expectation that you'll take anything say yes to anything work crazy hours and that's just kind of part of it really thankfully for me that's not my experience specifically at Kansas City PBS in Flatland because everybody there is so amazing mm-hmm. uh, and my editor tells me all the time like no is the most powerful word in the English language and you should use it frequently I know that I'm allowed to say no to things and like know my own limitations, but all of my friends pretty much working at other news publications don't feel the same way. Yeah, I would say that those are the first two that come to mind. 
what do you want to do in the future? Do you want to work at Flatline for a long time or do you want to go to like a bigger publication thing? I would love to work at Flatline for a long time. I would love to work at PBS as long as they'll have me, honestly. <laughs> I feel like I really lucked out with my first job. The next step that I want to do is, so I'm a reporter now, and we do more long-form news, so I'm not doing breaking news, thank God. Oof, that is not my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. I want to do even longer stories, so like I get to do two to like 10 minute videos now but give me half an hour give me like an hour and a half mm-hmm. i want to do full-on documentary production yeah uh but for pbs because i think they put out some really great content um so that, that would be my sweet spot also in the future would you want to write and produce films more in different states or do you just like writing about kansas city i love kansas city but i'm definitely open to doing more like nationwide and worldwide stories. I would mm-hmm. love to be able to travel. It would be kind of the dream. That's amazing. Yeah, I love so traveling. That's a big reason that I went into documentary because I had all of these wildly different interests. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how do I make this into a job? And I was like, I know. Mm-hmm. I can be a documentarian. And then any interest I have, make a documentary about mm-hmm. it, have a camera, then it's a job. Yeah. <laughs> that, was my, that was my very simple thinking at like age 15. It is a little more complicated than that, but more or less... <laughs> At some point, hopefully, I'll be able to to chase down all my interests and make a living out of it. So, Thank you. Sure. Thanks for having me. I'm so beyond thankful that I had the opportunity to interview Miss Hoffman to get more detail about not only her 9-to-5 life, but more about her in general and why she was so inspired to do what she does. I've loved having her in my journalism class this year and listening to all of her experiences while producing stories and videos. I also want to thank all of you for listening to my second interview segment, and I hope you enjoy the rest of this podcast. For our last segment for this podcast, we have Cassie Pachaza interviewing around 30 seniors, including herself, where they all talk about their plan for the future. Hello everyone, today I have a special segment called Senior Sendoff, where I've interviewed dozens of seniors about their plans for the future and a piece of advice. I'm going to go ahead and begin. My name is Cassie Pachasa, and next year I'll be attending Rockhurst University in the nursing program. A piece of advice I have for you is to live in the moment. Hi, my name's Eamon. My plans for the future, plan to be a mechanical engineer for a Formula One racing team. Doesn't matter which one, I just want to build a car. A piece of advice. Just be yourself. If you're being yourself, it'll come true. Everything will work out by itself eventually. Work hard. My name is Abby Nay, and my plans for the future are to study art and music, and specifically, I think I want to go into a field of art and music therapy, and I want to share the therapeutic side of art and music and what it's done for me. I want to share that with others. And my piece of advice is to recognize that you're gonna care about your future at some point, even if it's not now. So if you care now and you work now, it leads to less workload in the future and less stress and overwhelm and ultimately just a happier experience. Hello, my name's Aiden Roberson. I'm a senior. Uh, After I graduate, I plan on doing my A plus over at Maple Woods. After that, I'd like to transfer to Mizzou and complete a business degree. I'm considering diving there. It is on my list. If I had one piece of advice for anyone in high school or going into high school, I'd say learn to not procrastinate 
and uh, have fun. I'm Angelo Pito, and my plans for the future are to go to University of Missouri in Columbia for a four-year major, become a a bachelor's in history, eventually maybe become a historian of some kind. A piece of advice I could give is stay on top of things. Don't let them creep up on you. Keep on your work, keep ahead, manage your time correctly. So I'm Austin Runke. I plan on going to Kansas University here in a couple months and I'm gonna be going for my master's in biomedical engineering. And my piece of advice for everyone throughout my uh, high school time would be uh, to get outside your comfort zone. Try new things. I think that's really important. Find things you're passionate about and uh, continue with them. My name is Austin Nardi and I'm going into the workforce for IT, uh, information technology, fixing computers and all that. Uh, I plan on getting all my certifications first, building my career, and then once I'm ready to and once I feel like I'm in a good place financially, I'm going to go back to school and college and try to ride it out all debt free. My name is Ben Matern. I am going to be working with a group called Plasterwork. We do plaster work. A word of advice, don't be stupid. Think before you say things. Hi, my name is Billy. Plans for the future is to go into construction slash home remodeling. My piece of advice is to never give up on your dreams. I'm Blaine Delk and I plan on going to Z Hair Academy to get a cosmetology license. Uh, hello, my name is Camden Green. Uh, I'm going to be taking advantage of the A-plus program and uh, going to MCC for completely free for two years. At LEAD, while you can basically do anything at your own pace, it's often a good idea to try to stay on track with the stuff you know how to do, so then you have more time whenever you get to something you have no idea how to do. My name is Clark Wynn, and for the future, I, I was accepted in early admissions to go to Missouri S&T, so I'm going to go to Missouri S&T to get a degree in mechanical engineering. And my advice would be to stick with it. When it gets tough, just keep pushing. You can think about what lies ahead. Hey everybody, I'm Emmy Munoz. I'm a student here at Lee. I'm a senior, I'll be graduating pretty soon. My plans for the future are after high school, I'm going to be going to Northwest Missouri State and studying as a marine biologist. I eventually want to specialize in vertebrate biology and discover a new species, which sounds easier than it, than, than it sounds. <laughs> um, my piece of advice for freshmen and just other people incoming to Lee you don't necessarily have to be a freshman, you can be a sophomore, you can be a junior, is get a planner. It, <laughs> really, it'll it'll change your life since LEAD is so oriented around uh, self-fulfillment and doing things yourself. It can be pretty difficult to keep on top of things if you're not actively making your own plans, developing study guides, you know, just finding a way that works for you to retain information. And that's probably the best piece of advice I can give. That's something you really need to do to be successful here. I am Emma Moore. I am attending Brigham Young University and I am majoring in elementary education. A piece of advice is to have fun. Enjoy your high school time. Make sure you do well in all your classes, but don't stress yourself out too much. Hi, I'm Faith Banks and my plans for after high school is to take a break from school and get a job, but once I get the money to be able to go to college, I'm gonna be able to do that. Um, and a piece of advice that I have for people is to be patient with teachers because they're human too, and getting angry at a teacher is not gonna be helpful to get your grades up. My name is Gabriel Urista. Currently, I am accepted to Wichita State for aerospace engineering. Someday I'd like to work at NASA, maybe SpaceX, but right now, just getting a degree in aerospace engineering at Wichita State. 
Hi, my name is Shia Scott, and I'm a senior at the Lead Innovation Studio, and I plan on going to Park University to get my degree in elementary education, and moving forward, I want to get my PhD at Rockhurst. And a piece of advice that I'd give is focus on yourself throughout high school, and just make sure that you're doing everything that you need to, so you won't get distracted and are set for graduation. Hi, my name is Grant Pella. I will go to Mid-America Nazarene University. I got a scholarship to kick footballs there, and I will be majoring in sports management. Uh, my piece of advice, especially for the freshmen, is take advantage of how easy that year is compared to the other years. Get as good of grades as possible. If you don't meet expectations you or others have for yourself that year, you'll be playing catch up the rest of the way so that goals for yourself and try to get the best grades and accomplish the most you can in these four years. My name is Hayden Schmidt and after high school I'm gonna pursue pre-med at Rockhurst University and my piece of advice is just get your work done. Hi my name is Hannah Schmidt and after high school I'm going to Park University to get my psychology degree. My name is Eliza Sapa, plan for the future. I know I'm going to college, I plan on that, but um, I'd like to be a pilot. I guess any kind of pilot would be nice. Maybe a piece of advice would be, I guess if you're being surprised a lot you should probably start planning things. So hi, I'm Jacob. Uh, my plan is to go to Park University to major in uh, accounting or finance, and as my piece of advice is, try to work hard and be a better person. Hi, my name is Kelby Altic. When I graduate, I plan on joining the Marine Corps. My MOS will be 0321, which is uh, Marine Recon, uh, which is the borderline of Special Forces and Infantry. But if I had one thing to say to all the underclassmen, anyone still in high school or even just in middle school or whatever grade you're in, do your schoolwork. I cannot stress this enough. I can say this because I'm behind on my senior year, and it sucks, it really does, like, because now I have to catch all the way up. Get your stuff done, graduate early, and then you can be done, be done with high school. It's really not that big of a deal. Hi, my name's Lauren Millen, I'm going to Maple Woods Community College. So I'm Lucas Graham, I am a 2021 senior at Lead Innovation Studio. Um, I plan to attend K-State University in the spring semester for cosmetic or for pre-med or uh, pre-dentistry focusing on otolaryngology or cosmetic dentistry. piece of advice for any students coming to lead is to stay up to date or ahead because it's a lot easier to just get ahead early than it is to catch up last second and leave allows you to work at your own pace so use that to your advantage. Uh, my name is Megan Schimmenauer and I plan to go to UCM for fashion merchandising. Hi, I'm Miranda, and my plans for the future are I'm going to attend Paul Mitchell to school, and then after that I'll go to college for a business degree. And my piece of advice would be to not stress yourself out about school, just do your best. My name is Reese Woods, and I'll be pursuing a mechanical engineering degree at Loras College. Hi, my name is Skyler. I plan on going to college for coding at MCC, and a piece of advice is get your PFAs done as early as you can. Hi, my name is Sophie, and I'm a senior here at LEAD. So I plan on first attending a two-year community college, and then transferring to a four-year where I can get my degree in early elementary and a dual certification in special ed. My advice for underclassmen is that nothing is really the end of the world. You know, unless of course it actually is. My name is Sydney Hamilton. I am planning on going to Oklahoma State University next year, 
where I will be studying aerospace security to become a pilot for the military. A piece of advice that I would give for the underclassmen is to always try. Trying new things can definitely open up your eyes and help you learn more about yourself and the world around you. Hello, I'm Thomas. I'm planning on going to uh, MCC to get my gen eds out of the way and then transferring to a four-year. Maybe something like uh, Missouri S&T or some other four-year college to finish out my degree. Piece of advice, I would say to complete your work on time. Do as I say, not as I do. My name is Philip Jen William, and I'm going to community college at Maplewoods for two years. Hello, fellow students. I'm True Clark. No E, don't forget it. My plans for the future are either attending Missouri Valley or Rockford University to play football and try to major in animal conservationist or zoology. Really love working with animals, even though if they try to fight me like a bear, which I can take. Piece of advice, just be yourself, be funny. You know, stuff isn't gonna go your way, but if you look at it with a smile and a bright attitude, it can surely help you through through the darkest times. Hi, my name is Tyler Yonker. I just kind of plan on going into the workforce. I have a job set up right now that I'm going to be starting in July. After over the summer, I'll be applying for Japan Community College and working through that uh, while also working through my other job as well. A uh, piece of advice I'd give to you know anyone really is to just don't be rude to your teachers. <laughs> Actually do your work and um, it's not that hard. It's a lot. Most of the difficulty comes from your mind. So yeah, my name is Tyler Horton. I plan to go to K-State to pursue business management as an undergrad and eventually become a lawyer. And I've been involved in a lot of Park Hill for the majority of my time at LEAD. And so if I had to give one piece of advice um, for incoming freshmen or people that are currently at the school as underclassmen, it's to get involved. Go do sports, go do uh, speech and debate, go do music, do something that gets you involved outside of school so that you have something that you can fall back on to de-stress with. Hello, my name is Owen Mustaine, and after high school I plan on attending Missouri Western State University and majoring in cinematography. Hi, my name is Xavier Sutton, and I plan to be a personal trainer in the future. I plan to do two years at Maple Woods and then finish off my degree at Park University. And a piece of advice I have is just to do your work and stay on top of it. Thank you to all the students who made a segment during this podcast. We hope all the listeners enjoyed the podcast as much as we did. And hope you can all tune in to the next and final episode of the 2020-2021 Leadcast. Bye! Bye.